And here we go. Live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, it's overtime with William Patterson, Dawson Wise, and Jace Brown. Live on Fan Run Radio, now the official home of the Atlanta Braves. You can catch them all season long right here on Fox Sports Knoxville Fan Run Radio as it was announced officially today on the drive. Really big news here on the station, 865-546-8200, your number if you want to hop in and join us. Uh, later on in the hour, we'll talk about the new information given today on the EA Sports College Football 25 video game, how that affects some of our favorite players in the orange and white. Uh, we'll also take a look at some more college football playoff changes possibly on the horizon, for better or worse. We'll dive into that later on in the hour. But first, let's hit the phones. We got Johnny on the line. What's up, Johnny? Johnny? He dropped. Johnny dropped. I guess he wasn't ready for the moment. We put him on and he disappeared. Johnny, hey, call back, Johnny. If uh, you want to come on here, we'd love to take your call and talk to you. Um, 865-546-8200. Let's head to our next caller on the line. We got Bruce on the line. What's up, Bruce? Hey, guys. How y'all doing tonight? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, great information. Uh, so I was going to bring up a couple of points. Uh, so I love Rick Barnes. I think he's done an outstanding uh, job this year and in the years past. Uh, but I will say that the, the Southeastern Conference as a whole, and unfortunately that includes Tennessee, has got this irrational behavior where uh, – you can score 100 points uh, one night, and then the following uh, week or maybe even the next night, you might only get 60 points out of the night. Uh, but here's, here's one of the points that I wanted to bring, because I brought this up about five weeks ago. And uh, so, so what pulled Tennessee out of that irrational behavior uh, from the last game, uh, in my opinion, was A, the free throw, and – be the two bucket underneath with Awaka and an Adu. And, and uh, I thought it would be Estrella that would be under there. But I think Awaka has, has uh, either performed really well in practice and he's performed well in the game. Obviously, he was player of the, of the game uh, the other night, uh, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, so he got a double-double. I think we're going to see more more of him. But the whole the whole thing is – the free throw, a walk hit, I think, six in a row. Uh, and what that does is create uh, a confidence within the team, knowing uh, that they can do this. And then on top of that, it keeps you in the game. So uh, I just want to bring those points up and get a little feedback from y'all. Yeah, well, I think the reason why Estrell wasn't in is he's still coming off an injury. Yep. Um, so Tobey Awaka had to kind of fill that role where traditionally this season we've seen kind of a split between Awaka and Estrella. Um, this time Awaka gets the full run. Um, and also I, I think Barnes, who sometimes doesn't always stick with the hot hand, um, kind of allowed Awaka to stay in there and, and, and stand, on his, stand on his ground. You know, sometimes um, even if Connect's hot, he'll pull him out, try to give him a, a rest, try to see if a different group can get going as well. Um, but he kept Awaka in, and, and the tandem of Adu – um, connect and Awaka really uh, prevailed in that second half, allowed the ability to go on that 32 to 12 run uh, to begin the half. Uh, to, <clears throat> to, to begin the half, and um, Awaka down low was really big. Those are your easiest buckets uh, in, in basketball, right? Right on the block, 
um, and having the opportunity to take advantage of that and then um, also uh, take advantage of free ones at the free throw line, something that Tennessee struggled with in that first half. Um, it's something you had to do, and that's exactly what Awaka was able to do. Um, Really big minutes for him and and probably his best performance of the season. Um, And going back to uh, the erraticness of of the SEC, how some teams can put up 100 and the next put up 60, I'd really say that's college basketball. There's a reason why these guys are not playing in the NBA um, because their nights were their – they're poor shooting nights in the NBA as well, but the college basketball level where – the you know the division one average from the three point lines like thirty five percent. It's a little bit different um, because you know a team come out just just not hit. I mean Alabama last night they went one of seventeen from yeah. three in the first half, and that's a team that's shooting you know around forty percent on the year, um, and they put up a lot of them too. So it just it's just college basketball and 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 really the sport of basketball. You're not always going to hit your shots, but especially at the college level where there's a lot more amateurism. Um, you experience performances like putting up 100 points and also the other side of just being able to barely crawl to 60. So, so I've got uh, kind of a, a two-part or three-part question, uh, and then I'm going to hang up. Uh, so can, can Tennessee uh, get, uh, include Rick Barnes, can he get on the record book uh, a 25-win uh, game season uh, and, and so that's one question. And then the other question is, can they still win uh, the regular season SEC uh, uh, conference? And then uh, if they win the SEC uh, conference championship game, w- which of those two do you all view as uh, a greater prestige and winning, the regular season or, or the actual tournament itself? So I'm going to hang up and, uh, and let you answer. Uh, we appreciate your call, Bruce. Um... To answer the first question, currently you're sitting at what twenty wins. Mm-hmm. Um, you've you'd got have to win out, right? Yeah, you've got you opportunities. Well, I, I guess a twenty-five win season that includes the SEC tournament and oh, okay. March Madness. Well, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's pretty good right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. as long as you win three out of your next five, and you've got um, your final four matchups of the season are all against ranked teams. That's pretty tough. Um, But A&M at home, I think, should be a bounce-back win. And then Auburn um, at home, Bruce Pearl's return, that's always going to get people up. Um, Alabama and South Carolina on the road could definitely be interesting considering how Tennessee performs on the road as of late. Um, I expect Tennessee to be underdogs in both of those games. Um, And and then uh, Kentucky at home. With the way they're playing, that could very well be a win. So I see wins over A&M, Auburn, and Kentucky, most likely dropping Alabama and Carolina. That gets you at 23 wins on the year. Uh, you know, you'll probably win the, I guess, depending on what your seed is by the end of the year, you'll probably win one matchup in the tournament, SEC tournament at least. Um, I think 25 is pretty achievable. Um, now, to win the SEC conference uh, regular season title, um, it all comes down to that game against Alabama. Because um, Alabama's the team in front of you. They almost uh, lost last night. Very well could have if, if um, they, they could not, you know, find a way to shoot themselves back into it late. Um, but most likely the winner of that game will take the conference. I think out of the two, it's more impressive to win the regular season conference championship um, because it's a larger quantity of games. Um, you've got to travel. I mean, uh, you know, the SEC tournament, you could have one bad shooting night and it's over, you know. Uh, in the – in the conference play, you play from the beginning of January to the end of 
um, you know, the beginning of March. That's a longer stretch of basketball. I value that a, a little bit more uh, than the conference tournament. Thank you so much for calling in, Bruce. We appreciate your call. Um, but, you know, if, if Tennessee were to make the, the SEC tournament, I think you would have the um, – let's see. I guess if you're the two seed, you're playing the winner of the – who who would you play if you're the let's say Tennessee's it, it stays how it is Tennessee is the two seed and the so SEC that'd be tournament. a double buy wouldn't it would be a double buy the, yeah, the top yes. four seeds are double buys yeah you play I want to say you play the winner of the um like the thirteen twelve and then twelve the winner think, between them and like the well, I know the bottom two teams six. the bottom two teams play. And then that's to get into another matchup with the high with the five seed. Right. I can't remember off the top of my head. The, the format's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll try to we we tried to but anyway, we we appreciate your call, Bruce. Uh who else we got on the line? We got Joshy Boy. Joshy Boy on the line. What's up, Joshy? What up, guys? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing well, man. You know what you call a team uh that shoots from three all the time? What? But uh, it got Alabama last night regression. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You know, well, it, it, Kentucky too. You know, I mean, Alabama. If you don't yeah. shoot, uh, you know, if Alabama came out, they came out last night, shot one of seventeen. Obviously, putting them in a hole early. They were able to fight back in that one. They needed some of that three point shooting to get them back right. in. Um, but Alabama and Kentucky, as we talked about in the last hour, it, these are two teams, in my opinion, that I think are very boomer bust. Um, yeah. Look, if they're hitting their shots, if Rob Dillingham's playing the way he the way he can, uh, Shepard and, and Wagner, all those talented freshmen are playing the way they can at their top level. Kentucky's a really good basketball team that can make some noise come uh, tournament time. Alabama, if they're able to hit their threes, uh, that is a really good basketball team offensively um, that can beat anyone. Now, if they're not hitting their shots, both of those teams' defenses in Kentucky and Alabama are not good yeah. enough to win them a game. Um, no. If they're struggling, so um, not very true. Yeah. So uh, if Kentucky beats Alabama at home Saturday and we win, we're first in the SEC. Uh, correct. You have the current tiebreaker breaker over yeah, Alabama. We, we got the tiebreaker yes, over Alabama. Yes, correct. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say this right now: If Tennessee gets through Saturday and uh, Wednesday against Auburn, I think they'll run the table and go six and zero, and win the SEC regular. Yeah, my my only drawback there, I think A and M's winnable, Auburn's winnable, both games at home. Uh, going on the road to Alabama scares me, especially with yeah. how Tennessee's perimeter defense has been as late, uh, been as late. Um, you know, allowing Georgia to score 14 threes on the road, allowing Vanderbilt, a team that's shooting uh, just yeah. under 30% on, on the season, allowing them to hit nine threes. And we even saw it this past uh, this past game against Missouri, uh, a team that was shooting below the Division One average from every spot on the floor around the perimeter, and they lit it up from three as well. That really scares me, especially with how well Alabama can shoot the ball and at home. So uh, you don't think that uh... – you don't think Tennessee can go down there and win at Alabama? That's what you're saying, William? Well, I'm, I don't want to say that, but I'm, I'm just saying if you look at it right now, do you have confidence in Tennessee going on the road? Uh, from what I saw at Vandy and Georgia, no, but they came back from like a 14 deficit against Georgia with like six or five minutes. 
but obviously you don't want to go down like that big at Alabama. No, and yeah. You probably won't win that game. Yeah, I mean it's a tough. I mean I I want Tennessee to win. I don't get oh, me wrong, yeah. I do. Um, and oh that, yeah. That Alabama game will most likely be the regular season championship. Um, but I I just think if if they don't tune up, I'll rephrase it. If they don't tune up their perimeter defense, I have a hard time seeing how they come out with that one. If they go undefeated in their last six games, is there a really good chance they get that one seed in the NCAA tournament? Well, I think right now from what Lenardi's told you is there's a pretty big differential. Even even the NCAA committee this weekend, they said there's a pretty big gap between um, the, the, the ones, the and, ones twos. and twos. Um, yeah. So, I think you have to see a, a couple losses from you know Arizona or, or one of those teams, and, and North you have Carolina. To, yeah, yeah. No, um, so you're gonna have to see losses from those top teams. If they don't lose, I don't think it's achievable. Right. So, uh, what do you guys? What games are you guys most excited about on uh, the college basketball slate tonight in NBA? Um, for me, I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, uh, I guess Minnesota and Ohio State. That's my biggest play of the night. Um, yeah, I, I just I kind of I kind of bet with um you know I kind of watch the games I, I bet on. But I will tell you, um I think FAU SMU yes. is a really intriguing yeah. one. These are two teams yeah. that are both tournament teams. SMU has been really hot as of late. Uh, beat the crud out of Memphis on, on Sunday. Yeah. Um, SMU is a tournament team. FAU. Um, we thought is would be a really good tournament team. They've not had the year that many people thought. Um, so I think that's a really, a really intriguing matchup in the American. I tell you, uh, a NBA game I like tonight. I like, uh, well, it was at eight, but I like uh, the Bulls catching eight against the Celtics at home. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, the, the the Bulls are an interesting team. I, I, I'm very interested to see what they do this summer. I, I think they have to reload at, at some point. Um, yeah. any, any Colby White bets? Uh, I may play his points tonight. I'm not really sure yet. I'll have to look at the matchup and everything. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. That, uh, tough matchup with Drew Holiday on the other side. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. uh, one last question for you guys. The season for Tennessee this year, depending on their NCAA tournament run, so if they made the Elite Eight or Final Four, what would you grade the season? And I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, thank you so much for, uh, for your call, Joshy. We always appreciate it. Um, if they make it to the Final Four, it's an A. It's an A, right? Yeah. Mm. You've uh, never made it there before. Yeah, it's an A. And, and just the fact that you made it there shows that what you have in Rick Barnes is something you can't replicate somewhere else right. and that you have to trust the guy. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think the biggest thing that he did this season is not the, the on-court performance. It's the fact that he hit in the portal as an older coach who isn't necessarily most inclined to get involved with that kind of stuff. Um, he hit on a guy in Don Connect who's been your number one player this year, and, and now you have a legitimate opportunity to play for a Final Four this year. You're top 21 in the country in offense, top 31 in, in the country in defense. They've gotten that done. They've hit the criteria. The, the, the biggest gripe over the last couple of seasons was Tennessee's offense is, is too one-dimensional and goes out of business too often. Now we're really harping on the defense more than the offense. Um, this team has the, the ability to make it to the, mar- to, to the final four, and I think if you do, you have to grade this year in A, and it'd be – I mean, arguably the best season in Tennessee history. 
statistically. I mean, yeah. So I, I'd, I'd grade an A. What would you guys give? Yeah, I'd give it an A. a. It'd Final have to four. be an A just because it'd be groundbreaking for the program in general. Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. Um, all right, let's head back to the phones here. We've got uh, who we got? Rusty. We got Rusty. On Rusty the on the line. What's up, Rusty? What's going on, fellas? How are you? I'm stuck in traffic, so <laughs> I could be better. But yeah, that, that doesn't sound great. I got you guys to get me home, though, so it's it's, it's all good. There we go. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about NCAA, NIL. Sure. Um, that whole fiasco and mess that we're all living in across college sports. Yeah. And then, you know, Nick Saban and uh, his comments today on McAfee with guardrails, et cetera. Sure. And I have an opinion, and I want to – I'm going to ask you guys what your opinion is. Which is the bigger problem? Carson Beck having a Lamborghini now or Carson Beck having a Lamborghini now and the fact that he could go leave Georgia in May if he wants to with no penalties and go play somewhere else? Wow, great question. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, The the portal and freedom of movement, in my opinion – is much, much bigger problem than kids being paid their NIL value or whatever they're worth, or even being a, induced to go to a school yeah. with NIL money. Can we agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. I, I'll, I'll give you my take on this. Look, I, I think players deserve to get paid. I think everyone agrees with that. With yeah. how big these TV deals are, um, they deserve to get paid. But what the problem is, is the NCAA put this thing out and added the transfer portal with it and didn't put any rules or regulations in place. And I agree. I think the transfer portal is almost a bigger issue because kids can now hop in the portal. Tyler Barron, we've seen it two years in a row. They hop in the portal seeing who's going to give them the most money. It's a bidding war. It's no longer about football. Right. It's, It's, I know I can go into the portal and make more money. Right. And that's why they're doing it. So I think until you say... Uh, there's a, a only a set amount of money that you can make out of the portal based on your accolades. Let's say you're a first-team All-SEC player. You can make up to this amount of money in the portal. You can't go over that amount. I think if you, if you, if you start putting restrictions and regulations in place in the portal, you'll see a lot less kids you know, grab their Lamborghini in the fall and then drive it on to Oregon in the, in the, in the summer because yeah. uh, they know <laughs> they can. Um, so I think the players being paid, they deserve to be. Now the amount they do uh, is up for debate. But the portal is a huge issue because it's ungoverned and it allows these kids to take advantage of the opportunity. The portal's supposed to be so if you don't, if a coach leaves or you're not playing and you want a better fit, like you you, you didn't think the, the fit on your team right now is not working for where you want to be, you have the opportunity to go find another place to play. Right. It's not supposed to be you know how much money you can put in your pocket, and I think that's the biggest problem. What if your boy Rusty had a solution? Oh boy! Lay it okay. on us. Here we go. Okay, so the whole deal with the is with the portal. The NCA basically said, or not sorry, the courts basically also said you can't restrict players, universities, and NCA from moving about the cabin as they as they want to. Sure. You can't stop them from going in the transfer portal. You have to open it up. So it wasn't really the NCA wanted to do it. They were just told they had to. Mm-hmm. But what's got to what's got to happen is. The NCAA and all these people, the universities and the little sisters of the poor, all the way up to Georgia and, and USC, they all got to agree upon. It is the wild, wild west. But the, the EPL in, in Europe, 
ESPN soccer, they have the wild, wild west that you can just outbid everybody else, and they're, they're doing just fine. So you're just going to have to, like, everybody get on board and say, you know what, it's the wild, wild west. Some schools are going to just pay more money, NIL, and they're going to induce kids to come to their school. Yeah. Get on board with it. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of that solution to fix the portal problem is because you can't stop kids from going in the portal. But what you can do is whenever you sign Nico Iamaliava out of high school to an $8 million deal, you put a no-compete clause in saying we're your collective that you can use. And if you choose to sign with us, you're committed to us for three years. Yeah, mm. kind of like a no-trade clause. And, 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 yeah, Right. And you're welcome to go to Columbus, Ohio in the portal and play football. But your contract stops right then with us. We don't pay you another dime, and you can't sign with another collective because we have a no-compete clause with you. Yeah, that's so You're welcome to go elsewhere. Yeah. But you can't get paid elsewhere. Uh, and, see, I, and then Nico might say, you know what? Nico might say, I'm not signing that. And then you're negotiating. Okay, well, how about if we do $11 million? Will you sign it then? Okay, sounds good. Yeah. The thing is, he has a lawyer. We have a lot. That's the solution. Oh yeah, but the thing is, and again, Nico's probably not a great example. You do have the Volunteer Club, but that's Spire is a national agency. Mm-hmm. They're not just a Tennessee agency. Uh, I know they represent athletes all over the country. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's the Volunteer Club right, telling but, him that, then okay. You know, if they're the ones doing the, the negotiating, reason, then yeah, okay, I see your point. But Spire is, I mean, they're national. The reason so. there's the Volunteer Club, though, the reason there's a the Volunteer Club is because we're all pretending right now that we're not using it for inducement. Sure. That's why the, if, it, fair. If, if, if the NCA would just come out and be honest and say we're not putting guardrails on NIL, you can spend what you want and you can do it, then you can actually really get down to it and let Spire Tennessee's collective, which is what it really is, mm-hmm. be honest about it and say we're trying to get kids to come to Tennessee and we're going to pay them what we feel is their worth and we're going to put in no-compete clauses. Yeah. Yeah. And it solves all the problems. And Ohio State can do the same thing. And guess what? Vanderbilt probably can't. But oh darn, I'm sorry. They don't. They don't. They don't care. It's not my fault. Yeah. I, I, at least it makes it. It's reasonable. Yeah. Again. Right. I, well, I, th- I think you know, and and you see that in 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 some of the bigger sports as well. A no trade clause is basically what it is. You basically. Know, yeah. You know, you're not allowed. Exactly. Yeah, you're not allowed to go and and flaunt with these other teams because. Either we have it on your contract that you're not allowed to be traded or, or vice versa. Restricted free agency works R- kind of R- Restricted free agency. Just, yeah. Or you're just or you're just under contract. Yeah. Really what it is, you're under contract with the with the Cleveland Browns for the next four years. Well, you're under contract with Spire for the next four years. You're not under contract with Tennessee, but you have a no compete clause that says you work for Spire as a advertiser that does autograph signings and all kinds of other stuff, and you have to be located in Knoxville, Tennessee to do it. Yeah. And you're welcome to go play football elsewhere, but we cease, we cease paying you at that point, and you can't get paid anywhere else. Yeah. I, that I, fixes it. Yeah. Well, I think until the NCAA puts rules and regulations in place on this stuff, uh, instead of focusing on what happened in 2021 – um, and, and, you know, stuff that happened three years ago. They need to realize and wake up that right now there's a lot of lot of problems going on right now. If they want to have any sort of, of control, because they're very well about to lose it in court, uh, they've got to try and fix this thing now while they can. Um, I don't know if you saw this today, um, but they're, the NCAA now is, is banning um, uh, dressing, oh, yeah. dressing yeah. up hotel, hotel rooms. Hotel rooms, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and they have yeah. to give it out, give that stuff in out the in lobby. the hotel lobbies. Yeah, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And, to and, me. and and my thing is, look, there are a lot more pressing issues than a, a decorated bedroom in a hotel room. Why is this at the top hey. of the chain? Right. Go ahead. If that's the worst thing that's going on in hotel rooms with recruits now, <laughs> we've <made your> <laughs> oh my goodness, oh my goodness, yes, um, yeah. I, I, know, the NCAA is going to have to just embrace that there are no rules. Yeah, there are no rules when it comes to NIL. Seems like that's where they we're can't headed. enforce them because the courts are going to tell them no. So they got to just say there aren't any. But hey, collectives, go ahead and feel free to negotiate and put stipulations on how long guys are going to be under contract with you. Yeah, that's all they got to do. Yeah. I agree. I think that's a, a, a great point. And, um, uh, you know, I think um, it, it, it's something that the NCA should listen to and the, and the collective should listen to as well. Yeah. They need to hear from you. Eh, I'm just one dude. <laughs> living, living the dream at the beach in California, man. There you go. Have some, go surf. There you go. There you go. Well, we appreciate your call. We got to hit a quick break, but uh, thank you so much for calling. All the best. Hope you yeah. get out of traffic. All right, man. All right. Be good. See ya. Bye. All right, uh, we'll be right back. When we come back, we'll talk about the new info on the EA Sports College Football 25 right here on Overtime. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865. 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. Rev up your savings at Volunteer Auto Group. Your one-stop destination for quality vehicles at unbeatable prices. Cruise through their vast selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. They've got the flexible financing options that make it easy for you to drive home today. Volunteer Auto Group, where every deal's a winner. 1501 Callahan Drive. Check them out online at volauto.com and tell them Fan Run sent you. eBay Motors here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it all at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible item only exclusions apply i was afraid to cut the cord but once i did i couldn't believe it took so long to do it paying too much for my cable bill had become a bad habit i either wasn't getting what i wanted or never knew where to find any of my favorite shows until it was too late plus the prices just kept going up thankfully i discovered a new way to watch called philo for just 25 dollars a month i can catch all my favorite shows on networks like bet mtv and tlc it even has nickelodeon for my kids I can watch anytime I want, anywhere I want. Plus, Philo lets me have up to three streams at once, so everyone can watch what they want at the same time. 
Throw in the unlimited DVR that saves all my favorites for up to a year, and this really is the best deal in TV. I just wish I hadn't waited so long. Sound too good to be true? Well, try it out for yourself, and you'll see why people who love TV love Philo. Go to philo.tv, that's P-H-I-L-O dot TV, and start your seven-day free trial now. Back here on Overtime. First things first, it's time for new info on uh... – <laughs> Dawson didn't like that one. You didn't like that one? Usually I can hold my composure when you can say something like that. I was not ready for that one. You didn't like that one? What about my Summer 16 It was one? great. Yeah, the, that, that one was pretty good. Looking for it was, a, it was yeah. great, but I just was not prepared for it. Yeah, yeah well uh... – you gotta keep you on your toes. Yeah, well, I, I kind—I always like doing did that. Yeah, you know, tie it back in. Uh, <laughs> we're tying everything back into the new info on EA Sports College Football 25. Uh, college football players from all 134 football subdivisions um, can opt into being a part of the EA Sports College Football 25 title beginning on Thursday. Officially setting the athletes up to be compensated for being in the video game for the first time. EA Sports announced Thursday morning that all 34 FBS teams will be in the game, including soon-to-be FBS member Kennesaw State. Quick fact about Kennesaw State. Best Chipotle ever is on their campus. Mm. Moving on, um, one team partners will handle the players group licensing for the game and is also set to announce Thursday that players will be able to opt in through Leaford's Compass NIL app. I don't know what that is, but we've already seen a couple people announce. Um, Brian Branch. Or no, not Brian Branch. Um, some I can't remember. An, Al- an Alabama player opted in. Um, I, I don't know. One of them. Long day. Uh, Brew McCoy opted in. Yes. That's a Tennessee ball. He's nice. in. Quinshawn Judkins. Um, Quinshawn Judkins. That was the shocker of all of them. I'm sure he's still negotiating the, <laughs> the number. I think he's you know 600 is, is a set amount. 600 in a copy of the game, which is up to a 70 dollar value. Um, is the compensation for being in the game. Up to 85 players per school will appear on the initial rosters. Um, really good stuff there. Now, players who do not opt in will be represented with a generic player avatar. Um, so, if Judkins did not opt in, it would have been John Doe number one at running back for Ohio <laughs> State. Um, but, um, guys, is the compensation to be in the game appealing enough? I think it is. Uh, even beyond uh, what EA gives, I feel like even just you know opting into this, uh, especially for some of the guys at smaller schools, uh, is going to lead to more name exposure. You know, brands will see that. Uh, you know, donate. You know, you know, NIL collectives will see that and say, oh, you know, hey, here's that guy. He opted into the game. Let's see if we can give him some more opportunities. I feel like this is just the start of maybe some potential opportunities for the guys that do decide to opt in. Uh, their names in the game, and again, it just attract. This game's going to attract a ton of attention when it gets released in June, um, and so you're going to have people to say, you know, hey, how about this guy? How about we give this guy some nil help? Um, for the bigger name guys, maybe it's not as appealing. Uh, I know there's that tagline where they become ambassadors um, and get some additional opportunities that way. So, again, we're not really sure what the specifics of that are, but maybe that balances out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're going to say it's enough as fans. Oh yeah, we just want to see all the players in the game. If we're being honest here. Um, for the players, it's going to be their decision. Obviously, several high-name guys already opting in. Great to see Brew McCoy be the mm-hmm. one to lead the charge for Tennessee. I don't think any of us are really surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for, for these guys, last time this game was out, which is, what, 12 years ago now yeah. almost, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous to think about, 
they couldn't even profit off anything, uh, let alone, you know, you can profit off your name being in a video game. Yeah. Uh, why not take it? And again, from a fan perspective, it seems pretty easy. From a player perspective, yeah. maybe a little bit more difficult. Again, you bring up the point of nobody ever being paid at the college, college level for being in a video game. I think that's the big one because, uh, you know, $600 uh, as an NIL deal, that might not be so much. Uh, but, you know, you're you're forever in a video game. Nobody can take that away from you. That's, that's something that – because, you know, in like Road to Glory, you'd always want to build somebody with your name and likeness uh, and play through your dream school or wherever you end up at. Uh, th- that's always been something that I, I really liked about it. So uh, maybe some old uh, NCAA players will jump on there as well. Uh, and, you know, you get a free video game out of it, and you can play as yourself. Uh, I feel like that's just sort of fulfilling. You're like, hey, this might be sort of like a milestone. Like, hey, I know I'm at this college already, but now I'm seeing these other people, uh, you know, being able to play as me if they wanted to. Right. I, I, f- I feel like that's yeah. another just outreach uh, that these players could use to maybe even grow some NIL uh, ventures themselves. Look, unless you're an entitled POS, this is enough <laughs> yeah. money. Yeah, uh, $60 to sit on your ass and do nothing. $600. $600. What would I say? 60 Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'd Six- take 60 bucks. Oh, that's, me. That's Let's I'm be saying. honest. $600 and a copy of the game to be in the game. It's enough. Um, and the, the thing that ruins this is entitled people. Entitled <laughs> people that say, mm, yeah. I should be paid more because I'm a bigger name. Yeah. Uh, no, jackass. You're the one that's <laughs> being able to be put in this game. And you're not doing anything for it. All right. you're do- they're putting your name and likeness in there. They're taking a picture. And, and maybe that is- that should be fun. <laughs> People, us growing up, we would have killed to be in this situation. Oh, have absolutely. an opportunity to be in the game. Absolutely. And and if, if it comes to where people, as you, as we were talking about in the break. Um, who was it that announced that they should not get involved the, the with this? The College Football Players Association said that it is an unfair deal and that they're being Ugh. treated like children uh, for of being course, offered a video game uh, of instead course of they money. Did. Yeah. What do you want them to do? I mean, do you want all these guys to make a million dollars? Like, uh, we'll pay you a million dollars. It's not that much money to go around. Like, yeah. Do you know how many people are sitting there about to get paid $600 anyways? You you said a number earlier. Like, it was just some crazy amount. 11,000 players that could be in the game on, yeah. on 134, you, you, 85 man yeah. and, and, and you think of the big names in college football. You get like a 40 50 uh big name guys out there that are wanting you know maybe up to five figures if not more than that that's good that's a humongous dent to the pit of money that is ea and it's just not something that's sustainable and affordable entitlement is what will ruin this the yeah. compensation i think is fair it, it is. meets everyone's criteria it is. everyone's getting paid like you wanted to everyone's in the game you get a free copy of the game as well um I think that is appealing enough to most college-age people. I mean, if I'm getting $600 and being in a video game, I'm taking it. I know I'm just William Patterson. I'm not a quarterback at a high-name school. But that's enough for me, and I think it should be for these players um, because that's a really cool opportunity. That's something you can look back on in 10 years, and if you have kids, you can pop it in. Look, there's me on the screen. Yep. You know, That stuff's cool. Um, so I think the only people that ruin this are the ones that are entitled and fall through with what the the college what is it the what, what is it again college football players association i yeah. didn't even know that existed i didn't know it existed either. that's yeah. ridiculous well, look they're they're i guess the no fun club yeah. um <laughs> the nfc yeah. i guess that applies <laughs> in football as well yeah. um new information about the game itself was released as well the nfc or the uh, college football playoffs and conference realignment will be customizable really cool nil and transfer portal for better or worse will be in the game uh, real coaches will not be in the game, however, um, at least at the beginning. Now, they did say um, it's kind of a process with this game. 
Um, over in the next couple of years, they look to add the coaches in as well and possibly some FCS schools. Uh, only FBS teams will be in the first installment. As I mentioned, other teams will get involved as well. Uh, service players will not be in the game, but will uh, will be in the game, excuse me, but will not receive NIL compensation. They're not allowed to. Um, the game will be completely different from Madden, which I think is a really good sign. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet, Desmond Howard, Reese Davis, a couple names that have been confirmed to be in the game as well. Uh, is EA living up to the hype with these new revelations? Dawson? Oh, absolutely it is. Uh, and for me, the, the biggest thing about this is that it's going to be different from Madden. I, I have played almost every Madden for the past, I don't know, decade or so of my life at this point. Uh, and Madden gets tiring, especially over the past mm. few years. I feel like a lot of people, including myself, have just kind of gotten to where it's the same game every year. Uh, yeah. and there's just nothing new to it. Um, so we're ready for something different. That's why college football was so great you know, back when we were kids is because Madden was one thing you could move over. College football is a whole different game. It played like a whole different game. That's going to be a, a huge plus for me and I'm mm. sure for a lot of others. Uh, being up to date with college football is huge too. Uh, again, for better or worse, NIL in the transfer portal. Can't wait for my quarterback to leave for a $7 yeah. million dollar NIL deal <laughs> in the transfer portal. Hey, yeah. realism. I mean, yeah. if they want to come there back around. Uh, but what, what brings people to college football, what brought it to, to dynasty mode especially, was you could customize everything. Yes. Um, and there, there actually was a project over the past 10 years now that the game has not been released to kind of update everything as it goes. You could do customizable playoffs. So the fact that mm -hmm. they're going to that is really great. and It gives you a lot of options. It's never going to feel like the yeah. same game. Mm -hmm. Uh, the biggest thing for me is that they are upholding traditions. The just the aura of college football yeah. Yeah. seems to be a priority um, because you know every school got to submit audio files, which yeah. I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. You're going to have authentic in stadium. I know they've already said like Enter Sandman for Virginia Tech's going to be in the game. Sandstorm's going to be in the game for South Carolina. Uh, you know they're going to have authentic recordings from Neyland Stadium. Not sure yeah. what all that in implies yet. Um, but that's going to be really cool. Just all the pregame traditions and the broadcast presentation for realism's sake is the biggest thing to me because I want to be immersed in the game when I'm playing a game like that. Yeah. And they're yeah. going to do a really good job. Yeah, it, it feels like it's going to be much more expansive than the days of old, like you yeah. said. I mean, with the different broad broadcast crews, they're bringing in, like you said, in-game audio. That's going to change a lot of things. It's going to make it feel more real. Uh, and with all the things that they're adding to go along with Dynasty Mode, like you said, uh, is huge. Uh, you know, Road to Glory is always going to be a big hit. Uh, mascot mashup, I already saw that they're uh, redoing is all the – that coming back? I believe so. Oh, I saw them doing yeah, render. Has Surely. Nice. Uh, that, that was a staple. Like, you could just throw that in, uh, you know, after, after a little – uh, long night out, and you can just have some fun with some buddies while you're uh, still trying to figure out which way your eyes are pointing, you know. Uh, so uh, I, I think if they can keep up with, like, all the customization that you were used to do, if, if not add on to that, uh, I, I think this could be, like, really landmark for EA and sort of, like, change their fate as, they you know. They need something like yes, that. Yes, they do. They yes, need they to do. hit on this. Yes. Th this game, I, I think, has a lot on the line. There are a lot of expectations. Um, this is kind of like the finals for them. This is like they're a, a generational talent that is going into the finals. They need to perform well. They've got all the expectations on them. They're the chosen one. Um, I don't want to see a recopy of Madden. I'm not a Madden fan, but I think in this game, with the realism that they're adding in, the stadiums, the environments, the noises, that's what makes college football college football. Yep. And they're applying that to this game, which I think is very important. Um, and also adding in all the things we want, the NIL and transfer portal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you talk about you're doing a, a team builder at UMass and your quarterback's been playing really well. Oh, well, it looks like he's at Texas now uh, and, and driving a Lamborghini too. Um, so I think that's really important that they're adding yeah. it in. 
Um, let's move into kind of some hypotheticals here. Who should be the highest-rated player in the game? You could make an argument for several guys. It's kind of mm-hmm. – it feels like a wide-open year for returning yeah. players in yeah. terms of you're losing several of your high-caliber stars. So, like, you know, Williams would, would make an argument. Harrison, they're, they're all going to the NFL. My personal pick is Quinn Ewers at Texas. Yes. I think he's the best returning quarterback in the country, um, unless you want to count Nico off a bowl game. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Quinn Ewers – has made his statement, I think, to be that highest overall. I've seen people make arguments for Carson Beck. I'm not sure about that. Uh, Malachi Starks, also at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure about that either, as well as Milrow. Um, but, again, I think mm-hmm. Ewers is a better quarterback um, and, and that he's the best returning player yeah. in college football. Uh, Luther Burden, I saw an argument for him as well as Enrique yes. Buka yeah. at Ohio State as receivers. Wouldn't mind those two either, but for me, I think it's Quinn Ewers. I also believe it's Quinn Ewers. I also had Luther Burden thrown down there just because, uh, you know, coming out of high school, he was so highly touted, and then this year was just his breakout year, had a great year over at Mizzou. Uh, but again, it kind of falling back on what you said, it, it feels like the best returning player in college football, and uh, probably should be the Heisman favorite this year is Quinn Ewers. Uh, I, I think he's got a lot uh, on his plate this year, especially moving over to the SEC, so uh, I think that, along with just how the caliber of play that he put together Last year, he should be the number one guy. Okay, good deal. We're all, all different here. Um, I had Ollie Gordon the second from Oklahoma State. That's a good State. call. I yes. just completely yeah. overlooked him. Um, 200, 285 carries last year, 1,700 yards, 21 touchdowns. Uh, might not be the flashiest guy on the board, but um, I think he deserves a high rating. Travis Hunter as well, um, his ability to play on both sides of the ball and, and be yeah, a threat that's, there. That's true, too. Um, Hunter and, Go- and Gordon would be the two guys I'd look at. Quinn Ewers as well. Um, but just kind of going off the off the script a little bit, Ollie right. Gordon. Right. Um, who should be the cover athlete, however? So, if I remember right, when they used to do the cover, it used to be the previous year's yeah. Heisman Trophy winner. So, what? And I've seen this pitched before, but I think they should do it. Is every Heisman winner that has not had the opportunity to be on one of these games? Oh yeah, yeah. Put them all on the cover in like yeah, kind of a cool yeah, design. Cool. So you know, you get Burrow, Manziel never got a chance Bryce to Young, be on there. Bryce Young there. never got a yeah. chance to be on there. So. Get all the Heisman guys on there and just put them all on there. Now, I've also seen uh, that they want to do a legacy version of the game with Nick Saban. And as much as you know, we may not like Nick Saban around yeah. here, you have to respect that. I think that would yeah. be a really cool touch. Uh, you want my biased opinion? we got a pretty good, great quarterback wearing number eight down there. There you go. Uh, yeah. That I would like to see. Yeah. That, that, I mean, it, it'd be cool if they did it. You know, I, I doubt they would ever do this just because of how much time and effort would go into it. But, you know, uh, if you're a fan of a team, you'd be like, hey, this is the cover we got for your school. You that can throw that cool, on there. I feel yeah. like that'd be fun. But that would be really uh, cool. I, I think the safe option, like you said, go with the Heisman over the last couple of years. I think Burrow might be the standout of all of them just because of the year that he had uh, out in 2019. But you could always play it safe with Caleb Williams. Jaden Daniels, your uh, reigning two Heismans. Uh, j- just give your flowers to those guys that weren't able to bask in the glory and make a little profit off of it, too. Yeah, you talk about the additions. You could have the off-the-rails version, have Johnny Manziel on there. Yeah. Um, you could have oh uh, Joe Burrow. You could have Devontae Smith add those guys. I, in terms of, I guess, this season, um, you could put Jaden Daniels on there. I feel like Caleb Williams is kind of the – Caleb Williams, I feel like, is the most likely scenario. I don't know. I, I just I think so too. Feel like he's just the best player coming out, even though he won. I just wanted him to stick with what they used to do, which is Heisman winners. Sure, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Either I do Jaden Daniels or do all the ones. Yeah, because I, I mean, they did on. one with RG three and Barry Sanders both on it, which which was yeah. just a great one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a player this year that's as polarizing as you've had in the past. I mean, Travis Hunter's really cool. I mean, a really good player. Quinn Ewers as well. Um, I don't necessarily know if I'm 
if Quinn Ewers being the, the, the cover athlete would be the, the best marketing scenario for him, though. So probably a, a you know, a, a pass guy that's already won. Jane Daniels would be a good option. Uh, Caleb Williams, Joe Burrow. Um, maybe you could throw some some guys that almost won the Heisman. Trevor Lawrence would be an option. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a little bias there. Um, <laughs> but um, so in terms of the details that were listed today, are there is there anything that you would like to add that wasn't already added? Um, I, well, first off, just something I that hasn't been revealed that I'd like to see. I want to see a full rundown of Dynasty mode because I know mm-hmm. that's what a lot of us are really looking forward to. That's what yeah. I'm looking forward to. It's where yes. we're going to invest most of our time. Uh, how's it going to be different? Um, you know, how what are they going to bring back? What are they going to change? What are they going to add? Obviously, other than NIL and transfer portal mm-hmm. and playoff, which we already know about, what other features are you going to add uh, to change it? Um, will the gameplay be similar to Madden? I think it's another question I had. I hope it's not, personally. I hope yes. it's different. Because back in the day, Madden used to be, again, feel like a completely yeah. different game. They built it from the ground up. So um, that sounds like that's what they're doing. Um, so I hope that that's, uh, that's the thing. And then multiple broadcast crews is the last one. For yeah. me. And I talked about this before we came on here. Um, give me Gus Johnson for a Big Ten game yeah. or a Big 12 game. You know, give me uh, some different – the CBS crew. Um, you know, Give me the option, if I want to, in my dynasty mode, to put the SEC back on CBS where it belongs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you get what I mean. Give me the option to, to have broadcast crews that would be calling the game that I'm playing on the field. Mm-hmm. It just makes it more realistic to me. Uh, I, I think one that hadn't been mentioned yet is just uh, like the create a team or team builder, whatever it was. I uh, back, back, when, back whenever you can uh, insert your own team, like make your own or choose from logos, pick colors, everything yeah. like that. Build a team from literally nothing. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like that'd be a fun thing just because that's something that you used to. And that, that just feels like uh, the ultimate range of freedom that you can have in a video game. Like you just make your own deal within it uh, and take it from there. I, I feel like that's something that hadn't been mentioned really at all just uh, along the lines of customization. I feel like that's one thing that a lot of people would be happy to see come back. Yeah, one thing I'd like is a, a road to glory, but, you know, in, in 2K they do the story mode and a couple of games they did Ooh, the Madden yeah, one yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Put a story mode in road to glory. I like uh, that. And start off in high school. I agree. Where, I don't know, you have the the controversy is like, your girlfriend you doesn't want you to your yeah your girlfriend doesn't want you to go to a certain school or something like that. I don't know you know what That's I'm talking where my about my heart is yeah so um, a story <laughs> mode in Road to Glory I think would be very cool obviously a couple of different broadcast teams uh, for the specific games that are being mm-hmm. played um, you know your Big Ten games uh, with Gus Johnson and Big Noon kickoff yes um, and then you know you can have punt tac toe with uh, the Big Ten on CBS. Mm. Um, and and then also the the ABC crew is already going to be on there with Fowler and Herb Street already being confirmed. But right. just some diversity, some you know, make it a little bit even more um, authentic. Uh, I guess would be the word for it. And I think um, you know, obviously there are a lot of things people want to see, and that doesn't mean if it's not in this game can't be done down the road. I think this year and this game is going to be more of a stepping stone of you know, mm-hmm. here's the product. Yeah. This is what we've worked on over the last five years. And let's move on from let's let's build from this, you know, kind of deal. So um, very excited for the game. Can't wait to see what Nealon looks like. We already saw some renderings last week mm-hmm. of it um, with the the, the V O L S spelled uh, spelled out on the top. That very was really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So um, I'll be looking forward to that. When we come back, we'll talk about more college football playoff changes possibly on the horizon. Right here on overtime. 
life insurance. Why are you putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think you don't need it? There's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance. But if you weren't there, who would pay the mortgage and other bills? With Ethos, you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy-efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows. Get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at North Knox Siding and Windows. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Back here on overtime for the encore of our number two. Is that one better? I was ready for that. There we there go. There we go. <laughs> um, more college football changes on the horizon, possibly, as the college football commissioners on Wednesday discuss the possibility of growing the college football playoff field to 14 or 16 teams when the next CFP contract goes into effect in 2026. They also uh, broached the possibility of adding more automatic qualifier spots, all while acknowledging. Uh, they've got about a month to get it done. And um, a 14-team model would presumably have two first-round buys rather than four, and a 16 model would have no buys. Uh, both would provide more spots for the now Power Four conferences, uh, which have ballooned in size for more specifically the Big Ten, SEC, mm-hmm. to have more uh, entries in, in the CFP. Is it too early for the committee to be making <laughs> these these uh, expansions? Yeah, you just expanded to 12. Uh, we haven't even seen a down of play in 2024 yet or seen any implications of a 12-team playoff. Why yeah. are we already talking about making it bigger? Uh, it just seems pointless to me. Uh, why not just go to 14 in the first place yeah. if you're going to do that? Uh, we don't even know if the 12-team playoff is going to work. I mean, because we could get to the end of the year, and it could be a complete flop. You know, had yeah. bad first-round games. Maybe the semifinals yeah. are mismatches. Somebody loses that shouldn't lose, theoretically. They shouldn't lose. Um, I figured, personally, they go from 4 to 8 to 12. And yeah. then beyond that, they, they look at expansion. They go right to 12, and now they're already looking at 14. It's just – yeah. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Let's let's at least see a year of this first and make sure it works. I think it will, but let's just make sure um, that it's going to work because if you start doing this now, I mean, it's a slippery slope. Where are we going to stop? Yeah. 16? Yeah. 20? 64. Like, where are we? Yeah, Gosh, are we doing March Madness in football? Yeah. It's just no. not yeah. sustainable. No. Yeah, it, it's, it's way too early to be doing this. Like you said, Dawson, I mean, we haven't even seen how the 12-team one's going to play out. Again, uh, just competition-wise, I mean, I, I get, like, what you want to do money-wise if you do expand more, but – 
is it worth the integrity of the game? That's my biggest question. Yeah, I, I don't know why we're already looking at 14 and 16. We haven't seen the, the first iteration of the 12 team. Um, kind of getting ahead of themselves, in my opinion mm-hmm. here. And, and something I think about is the new media deal. Uh, ESPN and media representatives for the college football playoff agreed on terms for a new television deal and extension worth $7.8 billion over six years from 2026 to 2032, on top of ESPN having the rights for the 12-team model for the next two years. Um, I feel like, in a sense, they're trying to push this bump to get more games, get more revenue. Uh, is this more so angled for the TV deal or, or the integrity of the sport and in, in the base – like? The whole point of the playoff is to make the college ball playoff or college ball product better, not the TV. Yeah, to me, it feels like it's it leans towards TV um, because they can have extra games. That yeah, they can milk for mm. ratings. I think that's why they went to twelve. Yes, uh, is because now ESPN can advertise this. Oh, it's three weeks of playoff football instead of just two games on New Year's mm. Day. Um, they're able to keep people engaged, keep viewers tuning in. They make more revenue. Not saying that's exactly why they did it, but it's you know pretty glaring, obvious mm-hmm. point about yeah. why they would opt for a bigger playoff, why they would push so hard for it. Uh, is it fair to the teams ranked outside the playoffs? Yeah, sure, fine. Uh, but you know, are those 13, 14 teams going to want to go play a playoff game against number five in the country in the first no. round? Or are they going to want to go play a bowl game against a you know beatable opponent where mm-hmm. they could win a game and end the year with a statement and then go to recruits and say you know. I mean, yeah, you could go and say, oh, well, we made the college football playoff. Well, let's see, were you 14? Like, what? Yeah. I mean, you know, it kind of decreases the value. It's not a solution yeah. to our problem. And it opens this can of worms where, mm-hmm. like, and this could even happen this year. Say a, a number five will go with, like, a number five Alabama. I don't think they're going to be number five in the country. Mm-hmm. But they host a playoff game and lose to, like, Tulane or somebody that's at number 12. Not saying that's going to happen, but it could. Right, because mm-hmm. anybody can win a, a football game. Tulane beat USC in the Cotton Bowl last yeah. year, mm-hmm. and nobody expected them to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it opens this can of worms where a top team can lose a game they should not lose yeah. just for the sake of having more playoff teams. And then are we really left with the best teams in the country? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, it, it's it, it's just a money grab. I mean, college football and just college sports in general, like we've hit on several times, it's just a business now. And, I mean, corporations such as ESPN uh, and, like, CBS and the like are all chomping at the bit to just get – those extra, you know, 40 commercial slots a, a, in a three-hour span just to, you know, be able to feed their kids every every night. So, I mean, uh, it, it, it is just a money grab to me. I, I think it, it loses the, I guess, competitiveness of what the playoffs are supposed to be. It's supposed to be the best teams, and usually the best teams in the country are about one through six, one through eight at the best. But beyond that, there's usually a drop-off of, like, why is this team even in consideration for a national title? My thing is I think you're decreasing the quality of the product. If you yeah. had a 16 seed in there who probably should be playing in the Holiday Bowl, right? Um, yeah. you know, I don't think the games would be very competitive. And the whole thing to do this 12-team playoff is to make the games more competitive. Exactly. I don't see anything competitive about a 16 seed playing a one seed. Um, and you yeah. could say, well – you know, uh, you know wh- why do why do we want to see a one seed play the winner of uh you know uh, what is it a five twelve a five twelve twelve game but I mean those games I, I think are a little bit more competitive especially when you look at this year a, a twelve seed would have been like an Oklahoma or something like that mm-hmm. who had a big win over Texas in a neutral site game these those kind of teams could possibly win I think if you, the more you go down the list and the more you expand I think you decrease the competitiveness of each game real quick. 
perfect playoff scenario for me. It's the 12 team. I think that's the most competitive. I think 12 is the best, too. It combines your prestige of the bowl games, the New mm-hmm. Year's Six, with the atmospheres of college football and gives those teams a chance to you know kind of show off a late-year late, late year atmosphere. I think that's going to be a really yeah. cool environment yeah. to see uh, that we could see here in Knoxville this year, potentially, yeah. yes. if things go right. Uh, Max said eight. I don't mind eight either, um, just based on where the bowl games are at. You could still use those six bowl games, but mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think 12 is perfect. I, I, I think myself, I'm probably also leaning eight just for competitiveness wise I, I don't want to go out there and see like you said like a number five Alabama if it came to it face uh like an like a random Iowa team at number 12 like <laughs> oh. I, I, that, that would just be the worst game ever uh and for that to be uh, on the road towards a national championship I feel like that's just a joke and a slap to the face so yeah. I, I'd, I'd roll with eight even when they came out with four, I said I think this thing this thing needs to be twelve. I think that gives the most opportunities to the the best ten, twelve teams, um, and I think that's the most competitive product you'll get. The more you expand it, I think you just water down what it means to make the the college football playoff. And that's going to wrap it up here on overtime on a Thursday night. Thank you so much for joining us for William Patterson, Dawson Wise, Jace Brown. We'll see you tomorrow.